cliffcentral.com. It is time for us to cross to uh, Dr. Hanan Bushkin, who we are we're regularly in conversation with here on the show. We want to solve very particular problems, though. We don't want to talk generally about stuff because it's in hearing what other people are going through and hearing their very subjective experiences in life that I think we have the most interesting conversations. Not that the general stuff isn't interesting when Dr. Hanan presents it because he's a man of many, many years' experience, um, and, and he knows he's seen and, and spoken to a great many people about a great many problems. So we'll get into that in a second, but I do want to quickly just tell you so that you know for next time, because this is going to make it a lot more interesting. We're inviting you to be a part of the show and to basically get a free consultation with Dr. Hanan. So if you have a difference of opinion with a partner, a family member, a work colleague, or a friend, get that person to come and join us and let, let Dr. Hanan guide you, help you figure it out. You can email contact at cliffcentral.com and we'll set it up. It's as easy as that. So especially I'm thinking here of conflict resolution. You know, if you, mm. if you have a conflict going on in your marriage or with a friend or in business and you're both adult enough to be able to unpack it very briefly for Dr. Hanan, um, you could be helping a lot of other people. You could be teaching them some stuff. So please bring it to the show and, and email us, contact at cliffcentral.com, and we will treat it respectfully. I promise you we're not going to turn it into entertainment. I mean, he's, he's a pro, uh, and all of us want to learn from this. And on that note, mm. let, me, let me bring him in. Dr. Hanan, how are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, 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 good. So I think this is quite exciting. If we get people to, to come and, and show us how we unpack their their conflicts or the, the, the potential problems they're having in relationships, it helps the rest of us to figure things out, right? Definitely. If you're watching other people fix up their stuff, listen, we're all human beings. We have shared experiences. Yeah. So that's why it's so, it's so great going for coffee or a beer with your mates because you get to hear, you know, that I'm not the only one going through these kind of issues or at home. Right. It's always great to interact with other people. That's what we've lost, I guess, through, through COVID uh, because it calibrates us. It makes us feel that we're normal, just like the, the next person. Right. Oh my God, your wife says the same thing. Oh my God, your boss is the same type of person. Your colleague do the same thing at work. Yeah. So it kind of makes us feel as normal as, as, as it can be. And we all go through conflicts, but sometimes we don't know how to resolve it. So this would be a great way to, to resolve it with my help. So we got an email this week from Michael who wants some advice uh, from you. What do you do in a situation where you make new friends? You get on just fine, but they are very religious and we are not. This is interesting. We get on fine. The kids play together so well. Things got weird the other day because they asked us about my brother who's gay and if we support his relationship. And we laughed at first and said, sure, we support him. It's his life and we love him. Then the Bible quotes started coming out and you could see they didn't approve of this. The guy also has a sister who is a lesbian is getting married soon and they are not attending the wedding. The problem is that we have never told them our position on religion. The conversation never went that way until now. I think if we tell them, it'll end the friendship. If that is the case, then maybe it wasn't a good, honest friendship to start with. Wow. Okay, where do we go with this? Oh. I mean, I your, your words are ringing in my ear about, like, which fights you want to spend those emotional and energy coins on. Yeah. You know? You've brought that for up sure, for us before. For sure. but, but where do you start with for this? How sure. do you tackle this thing? So, you know what, let me start by, you know, I was listening to your conversation a little bit earlier and how you were saying that uh, when you engage with friends, it's quite fun to tease each other. Mm. And uh, the reason why it's quite fun to teach, to tease each other is because 
In a relationship, doesn't matter between friends or between spouse or cousins or whatever it is, we give each other permission to say certain things. And the more permissions you give each other, the deeper the relationship is. So if I turn to my best friend compared to maybe somebody that I don't know, my best friend has a lot more rights and permissions that I've given them as opposed to maybe a stranger that I don't know. And by the way, just as a side, as a side note, the moment we give people endless or open boundaries, no, no grounds or no uh, boundaries to say what they can and what they can't do, that's when they take advantage. That's when we break down. But going back to, or the relationship breaks down, but going back to the question, not all relationships serve all the needs. Uh, different relationships serve different needs. And the moment you, mm-hmm. you we give a, a friend a title, you are my best friend, and that gives them all the rights to say and do and be everything. Well, you're just putting way too much pressure. You must define what the relationship is about because otherwise the boundaries are going to be crossed and somebody's going to feel resentful. Mm-hmm. So let me just link it to something, and I'll come back specifically to this question. Okay. Whenever I see singles in my practice and they go on dates, they go, a lot of times they go, Hanan, why is it not working out for me? And my first question is, what do you want? What are you looking for in this person? And the moment they go, I don't know, that's when I go, well, that's why it's not working. And they go, right. what do you mean? Why? How can I know what I want before I actually meet it? Well, my answer is because the question that you ask is dependent on what you're looking for. And I'll give you an analogy. Imagine I'm getting somebody to work in my company just for one day. I just want somebody to come in, clean shop one day, and they're gone. That's it. The interview process is going to be very different. The questions that I'm going to ask them is going to be very different compared to if I'm looking for somebody to run my business with me. Right. The depth of the question, the quality of the question is going to be very different. Now, let's think of dating. If I want somebody as a one-night stand versus somebody as a long-term partner, again, the interview questions are going to be very different depending on what I want or what I'm looking for. So if I'm wanting somebody as a one-night stand, well, we just have to go, well, is there attraction? Yeah. Are you available tonight? We're good to go. Tick those two boxes. We're good to go. But when I'm looking for somebody to potentially uh, join me for the rest of my life, all the questions are sure. going to be much more in-depth and different. So the first question is, what do you want? Now, going back to the email, ask yourself, what do I want out of that friendship? And can they fulfill what I want? If the friendship is just about, you know, the kids interacting and it's got nothing to do with values or religion or upbringing or rights versus wrongs, well, you can let the kids interact and it's not a big deal. Mm. But the moment the question is, I want my child to only interact with people that hold the same values that I do, well, then maybe the relationship doesn't serve that purpose and you've got to question the type and the quality of the relationship. Yeah, I mean, this is almost where you you wish that Michael and the and the other couple were on the line, and you could negotiate these things. You know, this is this kind definitely. of definitely this is why it's better not because you want to see a fight, not for our entertainment, but because the only way you know the answer to these questions is if the people are there to represent themselves. And and what you said of about course, and, and lots of people of are friends with some other couple just because their kids can play together. They don't actually really like each other. <laughs> it's just a, and, and by the way. 
But again, the first question is, what are you looking for? Mm. What do you want? You don't have to agree on absolutely everything. You know, you, you, I can be friends with somebody because we both like the same team, the yeah. same soccer team. And that's great. We don't have to agree on, you know, the how we conduct ourselves in a romantic relationship mm. or a religious affiliation um, or what we agree is good, a good job or a good income or isn't. We just connect on the fact that we both like the same soccer team. But again, the moment the relationship becomes more than that and you're looking for somebody to, again, represent your soccer team as well as somebody that goes to the same church and has the same religious beliefs, and that's, I mean, that's what you're looking for, that's what you go for. Sure. And if they don't fulfill that, that's okay. That's okay. Knowing what you want, but people don't want to commit to what they want because they don't want to say no, they don't want to set boundaries, they don't want to feel, they don't want the other person to reject them in return. But setting the boundaries is the first step to actually having a healthy, healthy relationship. But the first step to setting boundaries is knowing what you want. And it's also almost as if you can overdo it in terms of what you want, in terms of your list of wants and needs. Um, that person might not be out there, especially if you're talking about um, a spousal relationship. Um, there's a point where you've, you've got to realize that you're going to be different in some ways, and also how boring would it be if we all had the same philosophies and, um, you know, having a friend who thinks exactly like you, what are you going to, you're going to sit there and bitch about other people and how wrong they are. Um, so it's, it's quite difficult. And I'm, I think about the fact that I've always been open to having a housemate. And an estate agent called me the other day and said, you know, what are you looking for? Email me what you're thinking. So I emailed and I said, I'd prefer a female, 40s, 50s, um, who doesn't mind pets, but doesn't have pets of her own. And she replied and she said, your um, parameters are far too strict. I can't find anyone for you. I'm sorry, I'm out. <laughs> and I thought, well, it wasn't huge parameters, but in the real estate world, it is. in this specific suburb, it's a problem for her. Mm. Yeah. You know, relationships, guys, is all about negotiation, negotiation of needs. So, Leanne, using the example of an estate agent, but I'll just take it one step further. Imagine you, you're looking for a housemate, uh, to share your home with you. So you go in the paper and you type in exactly your requirements. If you take a hundred people, you'll see that a hundred people have different requirements. So one person, and by the way, the wrong thing is just, be very general about it. I just want a housemate. Well, then you're going to get from the creepy to the very credible and the million things in between. But you see, if we boil down to the specifics, which is very important, all a hundred people that advertise in the paper will have a hundred different needs. I want somebody that is very hygienic. I want somebody to help me with the dishes. I want somebody to share the bedroom with me. I want somebody to be my friend and my partner and a million other permutations of that. Right. When you engage in relationships, it's all about the negotiation of needs, but you've got to know what you want. You've got to define that. But again, many people don't want to be introspective and that's why they get hurt because they get their boundaries broken. Well, the analogy... And Dr. Hanan... Go on, go on, Bolelo. Uh, um, it, it's an interesting thing you're saying. So a, f a friend of mine, uh, um, sh she becomes quite upset with me because I'm actually now in my life more interested in what I will not tolerate. Like, so, so I just, I found that the people in my life is are excellent at telling me what they want. I always ask people, what don't you want? 
like t- tell me the things that where it's a it's a non-starter and she she can't do that she always thinks of the things she wants relationships and for me to do and i'd say no this is not negotiable and i'm very clear on the things i don't want in my life which actually clears up the things i i do want for, for me and it's it's really really interesting to, to to hear what you're saying on the religious thing so for me one of the things if you're religious it's a non-starter for me in a romantic sense because I view it as we, we have to start at the same foundation. I mean, now these people have kids. That is a whole different ball game now. Now your kids are being exposed to, to, to that world. I, I mean, what would you say to them on that front? Because what if their kids get along with other people, like, like in this yeah, case, you, you know? Uh, yeah, we, we'll answer that one, Dr. Hanan, because it's, that's, this is complicated. It really does get very complicated. Yeah, well, look, I mean, a lot of parents live vicariously through their kids. Right. But again, what role does your child have and what needs can be fulfilled through the relationship with the other child? So if it's just about playing soccer, listen, my, my kid plays soccer and the relationship that he has with his friends is just soccer. They don't have play dates afterwards. They don't go to shul together. They don't have, you know, they don't debate the meaning of life and that's okay. They don't go to the other parents' homes and therefore they're not getting influenced by their parents of the other kids' beliefs. And that's okay. But sometimes you have a relationship and your kids want to go and have play dates with, you know, with their, with their friends and they want to go to their house and they want to have sleepovers. And that's what we're going to interview. I, myself and my wife are going to interview the parents a lot more uh, in depth and see that they do carry the same values. Because, for example, if I'm sending my child to somebody else's house and their parents believe that all the children sleep together in the same bedroom, uh, in the same bed. Well, hold on one second. Is my child going to sleep in the same bed as you? That doesn't work for me. That goes against my own natural rules and boundaries. So again, you've got to ask yourself, what role does the other person play in your child's life? And if the role is is X and the other family cannot fulfill X, well, that's the end of the relationship, but that's okay. Yeah, but some, some people really just have no idea of, of what they want. And, and to go back to your original statement about this, Dr. Hanan, it's like getting into the car and you, you want to go on a holiday, but you haven't decided what your destination is. And so you get disappointed that you didn't end up somewhere fantastic because you just got into the car without a plan. So completely anywhere could be your completely. destination and then and then you only have yourself to blame when it's not the destination that you fantasized about so you have to decide where you're going that's the truth right you know uh, uh, 100% i mean how many times have i said this on the show and i'm going to keep on saying it my favorite quote of all time is if you're not the chess player of your life you're a pawn in someone else's <laughs> period <laughs> if you don't know where you're going you will always end up yeah. being where somebody else wants to take you so taking your analogy further gareth if I know I'm heading to Cape Town and somebody comes along and says to me, hey, can I have a lift to Durban? The answer is no. You can come with me to Cape Town, yeah. but I'm not going anywhere else. But if I don't know where I'm going, uh, for sure I'll give them a lift to Durban, I'll give them a lift to PE, and I'll give them a lift to everywhere else. And I wake up 20 years later and I was everywhere for everyone else, uh-huh. but not for me. But committing to a position, I've said this before, the reason why it's so difficult is, it beca- is because it comes with loss. You, the moment you commit to Cape Town, you have to let go of Joburg. Right. The moment you commit to marriage, you have to let go of being single. Mm-hmm. The moment I commit to job A, I have to let go of all other opportunities. And people are very 
are very greedy. They want Cape Town and Joburg. Yep. They want married life and being single. <laughs> they want to have job A and have all the opportunities with job B, C, D, F, G. And that is when you end up 20 years later regretting your position and the direction of your life. Um, Knowing what you want. Carl says the best way to describe this roll thing is with rolls. If you want a garlic roll, don't order a cheese roll. <laughs> yeah. And, my, and, and you know what? And, and even, oh, sorry, you were going to read something? No, no, just uh, this, is a, this is a good com- comment from Michael, I think. Until you take care of your own emotional state, you'll always be attracted to someone who will reflect your unintegrated emotions back to you. Happiness comes from working through this in yourself. What do you think of that? Well, let me address the role thing. The truth is, though, if you want a garlic roll, I mean, many people go, let's use a same analogy, go to a restaurant and say, give me a roll. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And then you get what you don't want. So knowing what you want is very, very important. Yeah. Or, you know, I always say you have to have a blueprint in life. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago in terms of exercise. You've got to have a blueprint because a blueprint drives your discipline and blueprint drives behavior blueprint drives consistency. So a blueprint is important. Knowing what you want is part of the blueprint. And do you have to have a blueprint for every aspect of your life? The answer is yeah, but realistically you would only create a blueprint for areas of your life where you're not getting the desired results. Mm. So if I'm getting desired results in my, in my career, well, that's great. Obviously the blueprint is working. I don't have to replan it. If I'm not getting desired results with my health, then I need to revisit the blueprint for sure. So look at those areas of your life where you're not getting the desired results Mm -hmm. and work out and ask yourself, am I working through the accurate blueprint? And you'll see 99% of the time the issues with the blueprints. Magic. We're going to end it on that note. Thank you so much, Dr. Hanan. We'll check in with you next week. And as I said at the beginning here, if you have a conflict situation with someone, well, there's something complex going on. It could be a partner, it could be a family member, a work colleague, even a friend. Email us. We'll put you on the line with Dr. Hanan. It's a free consultation. I mean, how often do you get that in your life? And he's a busy man. This guy's booked up from noon till, till night, every well, not even noon, from early in the morning. We, we basically squeeze him in on the show because that's the little bit of time he has. So if you want to get uh, Dr. Hanan to help you resolve your conflict once and for all, email us contact at cliffcentral.com. Thanks Dr. Hanan. We'll check in with you. Uh, next nice week. to see you guys. Good stuff. Cliffcentral.com.